Hello, I am Alana. I am an autistic ADHDer and this is my podcast. Full disclosure, this podcast is neuroaffirming. So I record this wherever, whenever I am. Most of the time that's going to be when I am out taking my dogs for a walk. So you might hear them puffing or probably more likely to hear me puffing. The reason I do this is because if I get caught up in the idea of having to like make a time and like everything being quiet and recording in a quiet room, it's never going to happen. So I am just making this podcast whenever I can. Also, another full disclosure moment, I am recording this second episode immediately after recording the first one. I don't actually need to tell you that, but I'm autistic, okay? It feels disingenuous to not tell you that. So in my last episode, I was talking about where I'm at in life. And I did mention that I was going to talk a little bit more about autism and ADHD in women, particularly later in life, but of course also girls fall under this category as well. So one of the things that bugs me beyond anything, why did I do that in a weird American accent, um, is seeing people saying, oh God, there's such an influx of people with ADHD and autistic people. Oh, oh, it's just a trend. Oh, everybody's getting on the bandwagon. It's, it's so cool to be autistic these days. First of all, shut the fuck up. I don't understand why there are so many people who feel the need to have an opinion on something that has got nothing to do with them. The thing that makes me laugh is if anybody has been on TikTok, you know that the algorithm is pretty spot on. So you will start getting shown videos that are so niche and so relatable to you that it's actually a little bit eerie. And so the people who are on TikTok, for example, who are commenting and saying, oh, everyone's autistic these days. No, you're actually probably autistic. You're probably seeing all these videos and you're probably relating to them. And you're probably thinking, I do that and I'm not autistic. And you probably are. I'm not saying that TikTok is a diagnostic tool. I'm not saying that. But if you're relating to these things and these things are part of your life experience, I know myself. I got to 41 without knowing I was autistic. I got to that age. I'm a very intelligent person. I'm a very self-aware person. And I had literally no idea. So let's just get that out the way, okay? It's not a trend. It's not fashionable. It's just that more and more people have access to more and more information and they're able to access the help they need. Well, that's the lucky ones. The lucky ones are able to access the help they need. But for the people who can't access the help they need, they can self-diagnose, which, as I said in my first episode, self-diagnosis is valid. I don't care about any other opinion on that topic. Um totally lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh yeah, the people who can't access care or can't afford to be diagnosed or have no way to access that, those people can start to learn about their brain, why they do the things they do. And hopefully they can also start to ask for accommodations that they need to make their life better. So let's not gatekeep any of this information. This information is so important for so many people to learn. And the reason why so many people are getting diagnosed now is because of information For so long, we were fed these stigmatized, medicalized versions of what autism and ADHD looked like. And now, because of platforms like TikTok, we're able to hear people's lived experience and we're given a much broader view of what these things are because no autistic and no ADHD person is the same. For example, I am 
an ADHDer who is late to everything. But I know ADHDers who are chronically early to everything because their anxiety about being late is so high that they are driven by this motor of anxiety to get to somewhere early. That doesn't mean one or the other is less or more ADHD. We're just different people. We have so many co-occurring things that exist within ourselves. I mean, first and foremost, we're people, right? So every single person is different. The other thing about women and girls with neurodivergence is that if you look at the grand scheme of, of studies that have been carried out on both of these things, the majority of those studies were done on white, male, educated, rich men or boys. So we're looking at research that only tells us about a male version of ADHD and autism. So those results are not going to take into account how a woman presents with ADHD. By the way, when I use the terms woman and man, I know they're generic terms. I mean AFAB and AMAB. I just always forget to say it and I'm so sorry because that is not intended to be discriminatory. That's just my brain being forgetful. So I apologize. Those studies, they have meant that for a very, very long time, women have been and girls have been misdiagnosed with other things. There is some percentage. I, look, don't quote me. I'd have to find the information. If I remember, I'll put in the show notes. Likely I won't. But there's some sort of percentage, something like 80% of autistic girls and women are misdiagnosed with other conditions such as bipolar, borderline personality disorder, anxiety, depression, when in fact, if autism in women was better understood, those women would have been diagnosed correctly in the first place as autistic. Now, that's not to say those things don't exist. Of course they exist. There's nuances to everything. But the fact is, there are so many women who are not being diagnosed as autistic or ADHD because it's just not understood. You know, under the patriarchal system, it still blows my mind that studies were only done on men for such a long time. Oh, I suppose it shouldn't blow my mind. I'm not going to go off on that tangent anyway, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why A, women and girls were not being diagnosed and B, why so many of them are now. Okay, I am back in my car after finishing my walk with my dogs. The sound is going to be different. We're not getting caught up on that. Remember, we're being neuroaffirming. So as I was just getting my dogs into the car, I was still thinking about what I was talking about. And I was remembering that there was this thing that was introduced many, many moons ago. I'd have to look up when it was. But back in the day, men created this diagnosis of a thing called hysteria for women. I think there's a movie about this, actually. Um, and the idea was that women who showed like overt emotional signs were diagnosed to have hysteria. And that's where the term hysterical has come from, because there was this idea that showing your emotions was somehow a weakness, an illness even back then. Whereas now, emotional intelligence, which includes being able to show your emotions is actually valued so much more than it ever has been. We've still got so much way to go. I can't remember why I got into that subject. I think it was just because I was thinking about how, oh yes, women women who've been gaslit, medically gaslit, who've gone to ask for diagnosis, who have collated all this information about themselves and they can relate to all these things and then the doctor will just dismiss them or tell them that do you know, I actually read the other day in one of the groups I'm in, a woman, instead of being diagnosed as autistic, she was diagnosed with a gaming addiction, even though she only games maybe twice a week. So, yeah, I'm so sorry because I broke my stride with my walk. 
that doesn't make any sense. Because I finished my walk, I got off my stride. So now I am going to sign off from this episode because I've gone off on a tangent. But yeah, there's going to be more episodes. I hope you enjoyed episode number two. And I'm keeping these short, sharp and shiny because let's be honest, I can't keep my attention span going for that long. Bye. Thank you.